Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 30 of the Thistle Rugby Podcast, the only rugby podcast that cares about Scottish rugby. How are you guys doing? Thanks for joining us and I am with Matt. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Had a really fun weekend doing a bit of grassroots scouting down at Last Wade, watching the Lovely. Hawks against Jed playoff. Pretty one side in the end, just the 46-0, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just such a golfing class, but no, it was a great day. Did a good little bar at the club. It was it was nice. You say there was a couple of red cards. It was there was one red card and three other players were sinbinned for Jed. <laughs> <laughs> they oh conceded thirteen penalties in the first half. They oh just lost God. their minds. They 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 had nothing. I felt quite bad for them. They had nothing. Bloody hell! Um, and uh, Alan, you're here as well. How you doing, mate? How's the DIY? It's all right. I've got a physio appointment at seven a.m. tomorrow because <laughs> I've sprained my back while painting the ceiling. <laughs> So well, one of our, one of our fans wasn't too impressed with you um, on iTunes leaving us a re- review five stars, which you guys can do. It really helps us out. Um, this was Buki Understroke sixteen describes you as too posh to screwdriver, uh. and the review is Scottish rugby chat from blokes so posh they pay thirty five quid to get their fridge door <laughs> swapped around. But great chat guests and some good inside knowledge so Mate, that's a bargain 35 quid well there you go the guys from curry's came around dropped off the fridge and didn't even screw the fridge door off and switch it so now we're stuck with it on the wrong side <laughs> <laughs> and i had a look at doing it myself and failed miserably 
So Well, Bookie Understroke 16, if you want to update your review and let <laughs> Alan know how to do that, that would be really useful. Um, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Um, chatting to us all week on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod and on Instagram, Thistle Understroke Rugby Understroke Pod. We are yet to receive any emails on our, um, <laughs> new, in our new email initiative. Obviously, you don't want to spend that much time chatting to us. So, what were you expecting? I'm expecting people to, to, to write in with yeah, the, like gossip, just the admi- news. admiration, just like you guys are sweet. I think it's That'd good. Nice. Yeah. So again, that is we're now the, just going to get a torrent of abuse from like. Well, I'd accept <laughs> it. Quite right. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> the thistle rugby at gmail dot com. Cool. So um, today's episode, really good one. Um, we're going to have a canter through the recent news including some re-signings and some departures at Glasgow Warriors. And then three Thistle issues, as always. Issue number one, should Edinburgh have beaten Munster? Issue number two, what is next for the Super Six? That includes an interview with Glasgow Hawks uh, chairman Kenny Hamilton. And issue number three, who the hell is James Lang? And that is going to (laughs) be our look at the Scotland summer squad, which Gregor Townsend announced today sound good should we get into it and so james lang plays in england was in the welsh academy and is now getting a cap for scotland he's also made in chelsea oh really was he no jamie lang not oh Oh, you don't get the joke (laughs) as if we didn't alienate our fans enough with the fridge Jamie Lang plays rugby too, very not remember the video. Let's shut up, man. Brad Thorne. We are are moving swiftly on from that. Um, To, how about this? A man who we, I think we could say we weren't that excited when he re-signed for Glasgow last year, but Rui Jackson has signed on for another year at Glasgow. What a turnaround. The renaissance is real. How do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like last summer they kind of were like, oh, I don't know if he's that good, but we'll sign him for a year. Yeah. And he's actually turned out pretty good. But they don't trust that that's going to last longer than <laughs> another year. So they're like, we can only give you year-by-year year contracts. It seems to be a thing at Glasgow, though. Nobody seems to be getting long-term extensions. Yeah, I know that. It's true. Um, I, think it's, I think it's good business. Matt, any thoughts? No, I, I agree. I think he's... Um, is, was he, is he in the Scotland squad? <laughs> he is. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but but even even so, he seems to have been in squads, but not really played. So he's he's pretty good value player to have around. And the fact that the amount of minutes he's played this season for Glasgow has been pretty ridiculous. And I guess the um, I guess one of the things about Rui Jackson, obviously, is he can still sort of cover ten or fifteen. But in that Scotland squad, because they've got Pete Horn, um, Adam Hastings, and James Lang, he's probably only being brought as a fifteen option. Yeah. You would yeah. think. Um, and as Hogs not really they've said Hogg's not going to play mu- get much game time it looks like he's probably back up with Kinghorn I, th- I think in the in the official Scotland announcement they said that Lang and Hastings were the only two official 10s being brought as 10s obviously Pete Horn can cover a lot there and Jackson as well but seems to be a bit of a shootout between those two yeah interesting um, moving on um, somebody leaving Scottish rugby Tim Visser has decided to retire from international he's been out of the fold. I think he was invited into maybe one or two Six Nations training camps this year, but he's not really been in the fold since last year and he's retired from Scotland. What do you think? I think, um, you know, hearing that Strauss maybe has fallen out of favour with Townsend because he doesn't have quite the work rate that he wants, I think that you could probably level the same accusations at Tim Visser. Like, really good finisher. Yeah. And we'll get on the end of stuff and we'll always score you tries, but maybe in terms of his, like, off the ball work. 
you know, ability to come through the centres or anything and, and go looking for work, he's not as good as as yeah. maybe a, a definitely a Seymour, at least when yeah. he's on form. I'm sure I heard a story about Tim Visser that he had to do his Scotland initiation twice because he didn't turn up until his sort of like 20th cap or something like that. It was against Wales last year, wasn't it? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, no, no I, I didn't know He had to sing his initiation song again because it was the first time he turned up for Scotland. <laughs> Maybe we're just making that up. <laughs> I don't think I'm making that. I've I definitely been told that. that. It's quite brutal as well. It is quite savage. But um, you, do, you do make a good point. I think if you compare him to Lee Jones, like yeah. Tim Viss is a much more natural <laughs> finisher than Lee Jones. But in terms of an all-round game and work rate, Lee Jones does bring a lot more to the team. And I think you're probably right. I think he just doesn't fit that kind of full toony game plan. Yeah. And that's probably why he's maybe just... What's the phrase? Committing suicide before he's murdered. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before, but <laughs> she just made something up. <laughs> no. Jumping before he's pooped. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you just made it so much more dark. All right. I mean, technically, it is the same. It's a, but wow, this has been a really <laughs> strong start, right. lads. Right. Come on, let's right. pick up from here. Um, three lads also leaving uh, Glasgow. Uh, fan favourite Richie Vernon, uh, Vanessa and Leo Sarto have all been announced they're leaving the club at the end of the year. Any thoughts? I mean, v- Vanessa has such been, he's been bad. dog signing. Unfortunately, it just... Seeing him trot out for Mar, and trot is the right word, he is in such bad nick really? that you think, oh my, oh he, he, doesn't, he looks like a sort of 40-year-old Islander who's been shipped in, you know, to, to see out his last season or something on a bit of wedge. Um... So I'm not surprised to see that go. Vernon, you know, he's been injured for so long, and it's a shame. And then Sarto, I wonder if it's just a sort of uh, a cost-benefit analysis in terms of how much they're paying him and how much he's actually available in the season, and he's quite injury-prone as well. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I don't have any huge complaints about it, but Sarto has been really good for Glasgow, so it's a shame. Richie Vernon's played back row and centre for Scotland. Yeah. Is there any other international player... Who's, who's generally not had to just move because of an injury, but actually has been picked to start. That um, Botia guy for La Rochelle. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he is, like, a complete... Yeah, he's a freak. <laughs> he is a he's freak. also quite different to Richie Vernon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think it's... I mean, uh, Richie Vernon had a pretty good run around, sort of, kind of like 08-2011 time. Started was, the final that yeah, they won. exactly. For Glasgow. Uh, so in, uh, really? For Glasgow, yeah, the centres. So that was a quiz question once. There you go. Do you not remember that, mate? Do not remember <laughs> well, my quizzes. <laughs> best of luck to them. Um, also, the Scotland under-20... Brian Redfath named his first Scotland under-20 squad for the um, upcoming World Cup in Italy or France? France. It's in France. Any thoughts on that, Matt? I can see it up on your screen. I think it's not too dissimilar to the squad that... Um, didn't actually do that well in the Six Nations, but... They didn't lose every game. They beat England. Oh, yeah. So they didn't do that well, but they beat England. Um, I think the main interesting thing is it's th- there are quite a few Exiles guys, including um, this guy Sam Grahamslaw, who plays for the Tigers and has been capped already for England under-20s, under I think? Under-18s. He played for England under-18s. But there's quite a few guys like that, and supposedly they are not being released by the Premiership clubs until five days before... The tournament. That's so Red, Red Path has taken all of them, the squad to a, I can't remember the name of it, um, uh, army camp somewhere for sort of team bonding and stuff. But yeah. he's missing quite a few players. So anyone so linked to an English Premiership side? Yeah, and I think I think there's five of them in the squad. 
who are obviously just part of the the team's academies. But yeah, it's it's quite interesting. A bit of a you know middle finger up to 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 Scottish rugby, possibly from the clubs. I suppose we were maybe asking for it by launching the Scottish qualified program in England. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's that angle to it as well, which is quite interesting. Has uh, the guy we've got in Japan picked out any players from Japanese schools? Um, <laughs> anything? <laughs> I mean, any- Sam Yawayawa potentially sounds Japanese, but Japanese. I watched him play Japanese. at the weekend, and he's definitely not <laughs> Japanese. I would and like. He's been around for a while, so I'd like to know what the Japanese scout is earning, and, yeah, I, would I, li- and I would <laughs> and I would like his job. Oh my yeah. god, it'd be so good. How good is that? And obviously, the final piece of big news for this week was the Scotland squad announcement for the summer, which we're going to speak about later. So hang around for that. It'll be after Alan's quiz when you all usually stop listening. But come on, persevere through, and we'll talk <laughs> about the summer squad announcement. Um, but why don't we start at um, Edinburgh versus Munster on Saturday. Edinburgh going down and out for the season, 20 points to 16. I'm going to come to you first, Alan, with the question, should Edinburgh have beaten Munster? Uh, yes, I think they absolutely should have. Um, they they just were sort of a little bit away from scoring any tries in the first half and were making genuinely making metres with quite a lot of ease. So Blair Kinghorn again just racked up sort of triple digits in um, in meters running. Yeah. If you look at sort of the full game in terms of sort of p- possession, defenders beaten, I think Edinburgh completely dominated Munster. But it was those moments in the the key moments of the game, whether it was sort of the line at our own five meter line that led to an overthrow and they scored the try, or that line at the end of the game where they stole the ball, that Munster just seemed to have the edge in. And I don't, I think actually, was it Lewis Crosby who came on for Jamie Ritchie? Carmichael. It was a Carmichael. Actually played relatively well, but the big stat where Munster did dominate was in turnovers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said, I was at last week and only managed to catch the last 20 minutes of it, but it seemed as if when Edinburgh were sort of trying to bridge that gap when it was quite close before Hanrahan got that last penalty, that that was when it was knockout rugby and they weren't quite sure of themselves. They hadn't been in that position before and they made a lot of errors in terms of, I think Cornel Dupree came on, dropped pretty simple balls. Yeah. And just those sort of mistakes, I think it was because they weren't playing territory at the time and they just weren't quite sure how to strategically manage that match because it's a position they haven't, hadn't been in before. Yeah, I mean, so they went in, Was it, I think they were 7-6 down at half time and then it went out to 17-6 to Munster with mm. about 20, 20, 20, sort of 25 minutes left. And at that point, I thought it was completely game over. And I think the fact that they were able to get back into the game and make it such a tight contest says, says a lot about those players on the pitch. And says a lot about Nathan Files. I was just about <laughs> to say that the 25-minute performance that Nathan Files put in was generally of like, Aaron Smith quality. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. He was, his kicking was pinpoint accurate. He was everywhere. Like, genuinely world-class night. And I've said it, I, I think he's quality. You You've have not <laughs> said that. Yeah, I've literally never said that. <laughs> but, you know, he's obviously taken an absolute hammering and then come in probably the biggest game of his entire yeah, life. Fair play. an absolute man of, the ma- man of the match performance for the time he's been on the pitch. I think... Maybe yeah. Corkers has told him that... 
Hidalgo Klein's heading out next year. We're keeping you on. You've got to make you've got to you're make that jersey your own. Yeah. You, you try and you know try and make me not sign a new person. I hope I still hope he does, but you know it's if he's if he's reacted that yeah. way, that's great. I, th- I thought the other thing was that before the match, Cockrell said, "If we're in it with twenty minutes to go, we'll win it." And I, I still couldn't quite believe it, but I have so much faith in Cockrell at the moment and, and sort of belligerence that at that point I was thinking, yeah, we're going to do this. And when they kicked to the corner um, for oh, that, that, amazing. that penalty, I was thinking they're, they're just going to rumble their way over and it's going to be incredible. But yeah, it wasn't N- to be. Not quite to be, but still, I mean, where we were sat at the beginning of the season to, to now, that is still an incredible, like huge strides forward mm. for this Edinburgh team. And I think just personally excited to see what comes next year. Absolutely. You look at some of the signings they've got long term now in terms of Van der Merver and Kinghorn, both on three and two year deals, both absolutely electric on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Just we know that Edinburgh Pack can handle themselves. But with those two and hopefully Mark Mark Bennett kind of getting a bit of his yeah. edge back. I think the the benefit of we'll get onto the Scotland squad later, I think the benefit of Bennett not being in that is that he came back from injury last year. He's not had a full preseason probably mm. for a couple of years. You think you give him the summer off and a full preseason with an opportunity of a World Cup coming up. Yeah. You hope we get Mark Bennett back at his 2015 levels. And we're forgetting Scotland captain, the, the incumbent, um, John Barkley coming to join yeah. as well. Matt Scott, Simon Hickey. Matt Scott, Simon Hickey. And that's Hickey. one of the issues that with the amount of possession Edinburgh had, they, they just couldn't yeah. break through and you hope with a bit more penetration. Um, there, there was a good interview with Cockrell and the Scotsman at the weekend um, and he was making the point that sort of most of the guys in the team are like 27, 28 yeah. even, even Stuart McAnally who's one of the senior players is 27 maybe maybe 28 now yeah 28, still, still young these guys are sort of getting into their prime and then he also said the reality is this squad is 3 million pounds away from being a squad that can like win trophies it's like give Get the checkbook out. Give them the cash. <laughs> How good would that be? Start doing a crowdfunder. Yeah, it's the Just Kickstarter. Pat, Pat, Patron account or whatever it's called. Let's get Patreon. one Patreon. of those going. Um, shall we move on? I think we'll come back. We'll do an end of season sort of wrap up and we can go really into the deep dive of where Edinburgh needs to improve and how they've done so well this year. I think we should now move on to our second issue, um, which is the Super 6. And we're going to ask what is next for the Super 6. And we're going to kick that off with an interview with Kenny Hamilton, who is the chairman of Glasgow Hawks, who, as I'm sure you will have known, did not win a um, franchise within the Super 6 and have asked for a formal investigation to be launched into the process. Here's our interview with Kenny Hamilton. Hello there. Hi, Kenny. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yes, it's Matt from the, from the Thistle Hi, here. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm, I'm with my, my mate Alan as well, who's another one of the hosts here. Hi, Kenny. Sure. Good, good. Uh, thanks, thanks very much for, for taking the time to speak with us. Really, really appreciate it. So I'm delighted to be joined online by Chairman of Glasgow Hawks, Kenny Hamilton. Kenny, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, man. Uh, thanks very much for, for taking the time to speak with us. Um, firstly, congratulations on Glasgow Hawks securing their Prem 1 status for, for next year. How, how are you feeling after that match? Um, well, I'm particularly proud of the, the players' performance. Um, on Saturday, I thought they were exceptional. Uh, they, they, I felt a wee bit sorry for Jed, who had obviously had a tremendous run all season, um, but um, came up against a very determined Hawks side who, who really just did not give them the opportunity to play. Um, 
overwhelming to close them down very effectively and their own enterprise with the boat was uh, was pretty entertaining at times. How have you found the uh, Premiership season in general this year? It, it's been a really frustrating season for us, Matt. We, we had a, a number of factors that have impacted on us this year. These aren't excuses, these are just you know, statements of fact. I mean, we, we lost uh, a fair number of players over the, the last season who moved on to pro contracts. So we were, we were in a bit of a rebuild situation. Um, we were going reasonably well early season, but uh, had to contend with a lack of a home pitch. Uh, unfortunately, our, um, the Annie's Land pitch, which we use, had a, a giant sinkhole and uh, <laughs> well, that rendered it unusable for the entire season. So we were a bit itinerant. Um, it was kind of packing the caravan up if, on a fortnightly basis and moving to different grounds around Glasgow, um, which really didn't, didn't help us, that has to be said. And and how how long have you been involved with with Glasgow Hawks and what sort of roles have you fulfilled within that? Um, I've, I've been involved with Hawks since its inception. Um, right. I, I came from the the GHK end of of the partnership with Glasgow Ackies to create Glasgow Hawks uh, twenty one years ago. Um, I'm in my second spell as president. I've had a couple of spells as director of rugby. I've had a variety of, mm. of, of roles throughout. Um, so, yeah, I've been heavily involved throughout the lifetime of the organisation. Great. And um, obviously it's the question on everyone's lips at the moment, but um, with, with Super 6 um, sort of doing the rounds at the moment and, and the decisions coming out, what, what was your initial reaction to the news that uh, your club hadn't been successful in, in its application? I mean, obviously, we were extremely disappointed. Um, uh, we felt as though we had uh, put together a very strong partnership. It was, I mean, this wasn't about uh, quite simply Hawks continuing as is. This was a, about trying to refresh the organisation and almost relaunch it um, along the lines of its original objectives. Um, which was very much about you know, establishing a, a performance platform mm. for the best rugby players in, in the Glasgow area, um, and we were uh, we were doing that with a very strong partnership that involved Glasgow University, Strathclyde University, both universities being very heavily committed to contributing uh, significant support in terms of strength and conditioning, analysis, and so on, and sports science. Um, uh, the Royal Navy were, were also um, part of the partnership. Uh, they are expanding forces in the Fast Lane area and looking for uh, a development pathway within their, their own rugby structures. Um, and three of the Glasgow rugby clubs, uh, our founding clubs, GHK and Aggies, but uh, add to that, West of Scotland. Um, and the hope was that in time, we would uh, add additional Glasgow rugby clubs to that partnership because I think we want to see it as, as uh, something that Glasgow rugby generally has, has a, a share in and, and, and an interest in. And, and speaking to the, to the SRU, what, what were sort of the, the major failings of, of the bid in, in their eyes? To, to be fair um, to 
Mark Dodson and Scottish Rugby, it was it was very much a, a brief summary on the day of the announcement. Um, we we do have the opportunity this coming Thursday morning to get a more detailed feedback. Um, and Mark is being good enough to come through to Glasgow and meet with representatives of the, the full partnership uh, and give us that feedback. Um, uh, in in I think he, he basically suggested three headings. One was um, issues with the pitch, our intention being to relocate to, to Burnbrae uh, and to develop uh, artificial surface on the main pitch at, at west of Scotland. Um, a set, the second heading was uh, our commercial plan was, I think the, the phrase was, not as advanced as some of the others. Um, again, that's obviously open to interpretation. So yeah, really sure. Yeah. And the third was uh, governance, and I, I again, that that's a kind of well, you know, um, how, how long's a piece of string? Um, the response to the states, but as I say, I you know, um, not um, making light of those. Mark has agreed to to give us more detailed feedback on Thursday morning, and we're looking forward to that. How have you found the application process in general since sort of the Agenda 3 um, proposal was put to the clubs? Well, the, um, the application process um, <clears throat> seemed to be um, relatively open in that we had um, three separate meetings with uh, representatives of Scottish Rugby ahead of the formal presentation to the assessment panel. Um, and throughout those discussions, we obviously flagged up um, our proposal in terms of the, the pitch and the assistance that we would need uh, in terms of advancing applications for funding uh, to secure that that's, uh, investment. We uh, also laid out our financial proposals in terms of a, a starting position, at least in terms of the, uh, the Super 6 franchise, with the expectation that it would grow and develop um, as we settled into it. But at this stage, it's it's pretty unknown um, just you know, how valuable is Super 6 going to be? Is it going to capture the imagination of um, the Scottish rugby public or or not? I mean, as, you know, so um, as I say, those discussions all seem to be extremely positive. And, and to be perfectly honest, I suppose part of our frustration and our disappointment is if there were any fundamental difficulties or weaknesses with our proposal, would those not have been flagged up in advance in a way that we could address them um, prior to going through the assessment panel process? But that didn't seem to be the case. Um, from, uh, you know, it, it seems to me that, that strategically that Scottish rugby would desperately want to have uh, a franchise in Glasgow, which need not necessarily have been Glasgow Hawks. Um, I, you know, to, to be perfectly honest, if I'd um, been responsible for implementing the strategy, I would have looked at, well, the biggest growth node in, in, um, in Scotland at the moment in terms of Scottish rugby is Glasgow. Um, uh, that's, that's clearly reflected in attendance at, at Warriors games, but also in the activity of Glasgow rugby clubs. Um, who, you know, there are more rugby club, there are more rugby players in Glasgow than any other uh, any other district in, in, in Scotland. Um, so, you, 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 if it's not going to be Hawks, then I, I, I would have gone out and, and 
get somebody else to, to, to run a franchise if we were considered not up to the job or inadequate in some way, then it just seems to me to be um, more than just a, a, um, unfortunate, but, a, but actually just a, a bit of an insult to the city, to be perfectly honest, not to have a franchise in, in, in Glasgow. It also seems to me that, that there's a huge missed opportunity um, commercially, because if, if you're going to try and um, sell television rights, advertising, sponsorship or whatever uh, on the back of Super 6, the fact you exclude the conurbation of Glasgow, uh, which is the biggest market in, in, in Scotland, you know, who's, who's going to bid into it? Who's actually going to uh, invest in, in that kind of, of um, product which omits the largest market? Sure. Do you, do you think the SOU saw the the air bid as as giving them the foothold in that sort of you know Glasgow Westish area? Sure, um, but it's you know air um, and, and and obviously the, the, I suppose it's the county town of Ayrshire. Um, Ayrshire's not Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's kind of stating the obvious, but but you know there's a, a distinct difference in, in terms of market and culture and so on. So I, you know, it, it, if that's the hope, then I, I think it's a bit of a naive one. It's probably like saying Melrose is Edinburgh, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's the next steps for you with um, this process? Well, as I say. Um, Meeting on, on Thursday morning with with Mark Dodson, and um, he's going to talk us through the process in terms of, of perhaps strengthening our position for maybe future bids. That's a difficult one to, to be honest, but um, we 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 obviously have a concern about the uh, the change of the grid rules, um, which uh, seem to take place partly through the process. Uh, it seemed to us quite clear that, that when the guidance was set out that there would be a minimum of one and a, uh, and a maximum of two from any of the four regions in Scotland. Yeah. Um, and strangely, uh, that seems to have been uh, abandoned in favour of, of uh, three franchise awards in Edinburgh. Now, Good clubs, all of them. Um, I don't have a difficulty with any any of the organisations that have been successful. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, it's just that, that again, terms of the strategy and in terms of, of actually um, thinking our way through the implementation of this, is that the right way to go? I mean, frankly, it's not. Uh, I would have thought that the impact of 
free franchise awards in Edinburgh means that the competition for players, the competition for sponsorship, and the competition for advertising and so on is, is going to be much more intense in Edinburgh, which will artificially inflate that market. I mean, it's, it's going to become probably more expensive to recruit players and so on. Um, I, I just, it, 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 it is fraught with difficulty. Um, Whereas the kind of reasonably uh, even-handed uh, proposal of a maximum of two in any one district seemed to me to be the right one. I was just saying that the, the, the partners, um, the universities, the Navy and, and the clubs are all saying that they, they think the model that we have put together um, is absolutely right and they are, are wholly committed to it yeah. and want to follow it through. Um, so that's giving us a bit of a dilemma, and certainly um, there's a lot of discussion and a lot, a lot of consideration um, that we uh, now need to undertake and establish what Hawks will now be, what our objectives uh, will be, and, and how we try and implement those. Absolutely. One last question before uh, before you have to go. You've obviously got another season in prem in the Premiership yep. next year. You've got a good young coach in sort of Finley Gillies. What's um, what's the plan for the summer, and how do you see sort of next season going? Um, well, we, uh, we we've started looking at that's kind of player recruitment. We've started to think about a program. Um, we've got pre-season fixtures penciled uh, one against Edinburgh in so late August. Um, yeah, our, our our planning is underway. But it's you know obviously we're we're not taking anything for granted at this stage. There are some pretty big decisions that we need to make over the next few weeks, um, uh, but that will be informed uh, initially by our discussions on on Thursday morning um, with Scottish rugby. Yeah, of course. Well, Kenny, thanks so much. That was a really interesting discussion, giving us a lot to think about. Um, so, yeah, thanks, thanks once again, and, and good luck with. Uh, Thursday and the the rest of the process. Thanks very much indeed. Well, that was, that was really interesting. It's great to hear, you know, firsthand from someone who's been involved in the in the overall process. I think the most interesting point, as he was saying, is that looking back at the original application process, the SRU did explicitly say that there would only be one or no more than two successful bids from each region. Yeah, and that seems to really, you know, Glasgow Hawks have looked back on that and said that this doesn't make any sense now you did break that news initially i i put it up on twitter but sadly i wasn't the one to dig into the fr- the franchise document i think uh another scottish poro sent us a screenshot <laughs> of um God. of the original franchise document and how, ba- how bad is the chat on this tonight <laughs> <laughs> we're really bad tonight oh come God. on let's get it over and done with come um on. And yeah, and then obviously we, we shared it on Twitter and within about sort of three or four hours, the offside line who have been, to be fair, absolutely all all over this had already put sort of an article together outlining yeah. a lot of sort of the key issues and the fact that they had explicitly stated and it wasn't clear that they had communicated to the teams that this had changed. Yeah. And from speaking to obviously Kenny there and from what's come out in the media, it, it's it's not been apparent that they ever did communicate that that's been changed as a um, as a specific. I can't remember the word is, but yeah, a clause or whatever. A clause, yeah. but a clause in point. But yeah, it was just seems either they've sort of had an inkling of the bids that are coming in and have already made a decision and said well, we're going to have to change things, 
or it just looked pretty budget that they've just been sort of changing their mind. It looks a bit amateurish. Yeah, I think it's, di- it's difficult because they could. They were probably looking at it and maybe thinking that Hawks bed doesn't stack up in all the areas that they wanted it to. Yeah, and you know they're thinking this is a big thing for us. We need it to succeed. We've got to back things that we think are actually going to have the best opportunity to. And maybe you know, I, I, maybe there could have been something in consultation where they went back to Hawks and said, "Listen, there's a bit of concern here. You need to sort of raise this mm. in yeah. order to try and get that Glasgow franchise." I've got no idea, but it does seem that there was maybe a miscommunication. I guess just the lack of transparency in that point could sort of invalidate the whole process because what else hasn't been clear? Wow, is this our Watergate? What, you mean you mean like legally? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, you know, the whole the whole thing at the start was that it was going to be a, a sort of super transparent um, process. And Was that the whole thing at the start? Well, I that, think you made that up. They were pretty clear <laughs> on that. Um, and I guess within about a day, there's already sort of issues being um, getting brought up. And maybe it's just more an issue to do with how the sort of SOU and the club sort of work together. But it's not a great start to Super 6. It's not a great start to the Super 6, but they are in, as uh, Kenny was saying, a consultation process with all the, the clubs that did and did not uh, did not get selected. So we'll see what comes out the other end mm. of that. And we're going to try and get the other side of the, yeah. um, the outcome, hopefully next week. It would be great. So if you are listening from one of the six um, successful clubs, get in touch. We'd love to chat to you about the plans and uh, moving ahead with what we hope is going to be a successful uh, initiative. Okay, so issue number three. Oh, no, Ma- quiz. Oh, oh yeah, Christ, sorry. I need people to stay on from a quiz, all right? quiz. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, very quickly, let's do the quiz. I also think this episode is going very well, so okay. <laughs> maybe that's just me. Go on, then. Right, we're going to go two things. One is to celebrate Stuart McAnally's captaincy. We're going to have a few questions on the man himself. And also, we're going to have a look at when Scotland once played Canada in 2002 on their North American <laughs> tour. Oh, my God. And lost. Oh, my <laughs> word. The one loss they've had to Canada and never lost to the USA. Right, Stuart McAnally, what is his nickname? Okay. Named after a 1980s anti-hero. Anti-hero. Very, <laughs> very, very good. I think we probably know that. Stuart McAnally has played for two professional clubs in his lifetime. What is oh. the non-Edinburgh club? Come mate, you're his best mate from school. I did go to school with him. <laughs> I can't remember where he went, though, when he was um, transitioning to hooker. Oh, well. Oh, well, indeed. <laughs> Stuart McAnally got his initial contract in 2010. How many caps does he have for Edinburgh since two- 2010? And how many tries has he scored? We're going to give five points for an exact answer on either. Okay, I know roughly caps and how many tries. How many tries, so we'll go for that. Fine. Okay. Is that the ramp, the Stuart McAnally section done? That is the Stuart <laughs> McAnally. I mean, it was a quick... Quite it, like that. It was a quick quiz, I'm not going to lie It was you. quite good. So, so, Scotland played Canada four times. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, they played, they played that game in 2014... Yeah, where Vern Cotter's first tour. Where we should have lost. Where we literally were losing with 10 minutes to go, and it was a laid law penalty that won us that oh, won us the game. That guy got in, red carded for the elbow yeah, yeah, charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in 2002, 
We lost to Canada for the only time in Scotland rugby history. Oh, my God. But... They were in an okay state in 2002, though, coming into 2003. Come off it. (laughs) We were really bad in 2003, though. That is true. (laughs) That should be fair. Four four Scotland players scored points that day. Four. (laughs) Four Scotland players. And they're all absolute legends of Scotland rugby. There's a scrum half. There okay. is a fullback, there is a number eight, and there's an inside centre. And those four players w- were the only okay. players to score points for Scotland that day. Okay. Um, Who were those four players? Fine. And what do you think the score was? Oh, God. So we had four scorers. Those point scorers include tries and conversions and penalties. Okay, okay, okay. Tough. It's tough. It's tough at the top. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm completely guessing. I've got three names down there. I'm looking think, forward I'll to your answers. I'll think of a fourth. <laughs> right. Who is our 1980s anti-hero that Stuart McAnally was named after? That would be Rambo. It is Rambo. Correct. Not Terminator. Some of you might have thought. <laughs> Alan, let's keep this show on the road, please. <laughs> You're not going to be invited back at this rate. Come on. <laughs> who is the who was the other professional team that Rambo play, has played for? Dave. Bristol. Yes, Bristol's I not it Bristol. It's when Andy Robinson was still there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought that. How many Edinburgh caps has Rambo accumulated since 2010? You think he'd have a lot, but I don't think he has a hundred. So I'm going to go below. I'm going to go eighty. What are you going for, Dave? He is an Edinburgh Rugby Centurion. Is he? Um, he got it this year, so maybe 110? Oh, mate, 115. Ah, oh, damn. Point to Dave, though, 3-2. I was, I was watching, there was a thing that Edinburgh Rugby did recently about Centurions in, like, conjunction with the whiskey, and he wasn't on it. It was Tom Brown, Hidalgo Klein, and Ross Ford. Mate, when you're Scotland Rugby. And Ryan Grant. Getting, getting man of the match, you, you're too big time for that. Ross Ford, and he's go and do the adverts. And he's, got a pilot, and he's got a pilot's license. That could have been another so good question. That could have ah, been. Oh d- well. Does what he wants. Uh, tries? Tries. I had 10. 7. 14. Dave 14. takes a 4-2 win. Oh, I'm very I don't think it's going to get me through <laughs> 2002 <laughs> I mean, I don't in Canada. Know. Right. What was the score between Scotland and Canada in 2002 in Vancouver? Dave, what you got? 21-17. You're quite close, Matt. It's 26-23. Matt takes a point. 4-3. Dave, give me your four players. Patterson, Laney, Taylor, um, and the scrum half. Uh, (laughs) 2002... Oh, God, I'm really struggling. I'm having a bit of a brain. Think about all the great scrum halves of that era. There's been a lot of It was like the only position we were good at. (laughs) Uh, Red path? No. But you got three out of four. Did I get three? (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Oh, yes. Who did you have? I had Patterson. Yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Blair. Yeah. Henderson. Three out of four oh. as well. Mike Blair. I was going to chainsaw to the pen. I was going to go for Blair. I'm so upset about that. <laughs> so pa- <laughs> so Patterson was wrong then. So Patterson was correct. So, yeah. 
Ta- Simon Taylor was correct. Yeah. Mike Blair was correct. And the chainsaw. Brendan Wait, Laney. Wait, so the chainsaw was playing center? Yeah, he, yeah, he played center. He played most of his rugby for Scotland at 12. I he played like fullback and wing. No, 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 no. I made that up. Um, so, yeah. They are all absolute legends. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, absolute legends. <laughs> Genuine legends. And still lost to Canada. I can't believe I said, uh, I didn't say Mike Blair. I should have gone with my gut. Mate. I won. actually, Thanks I, very thought much. I thought I was going to win and I actually put, had put red path and I changed it. To oh. so, <laughs> but you won, so well done. I'm actually uh, delighted with that. 7-6 win. That is great. That is sending me into issue number three with a spring in my step. Um, but can somebody please tell me who the hell is James Lang? Not hey, me. I told you. <laughs> James Lang, to be fair, I had seen him play, well, I'd seen highlights of him playing, and I watched a full game of uh, Wasps against Harlequins in the Champions Cup this season. And it was kind of a dead rubber for Harlequins, but... Walsh needed to win to go through, and Harlequins came back from being a few points down and, and won it. And he was really, really good playing at 10 at the time. And I did think his name's James Lang. Presumably, I knew he's sort of playing in England, but yeah. presumably he's got some Scottish blood. And I looked it up, but he's played a lot of his rugby sort of age group stuff did in you, Wales. Did you get your commission from the Scottish Qualified Programme? <laughs> hey, I should have. I should have. You should have <laughs> called that in. Yeah, you'd get about £10. Pounds, so yeah. this is obviously, as part of the news, James Lang is probably the one unknown quantity, uh, fully unknown quantity, named in uh, Gregor Townsend's squad to play Canada, the USA, and Argentina this summer. Um, any other standout issues for you, lads? I thought it was a decent and quite interesting-looking squad. What are your thoughts on uh, Rambo as captain? Well deserved. Well deserved. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna leave um, Barkley out, which you need to manage him at, at his age, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was interesting because obviously you got Fraser Brown, who before his injury probably was ahead of yeah. Rambo. I I thought they would give it to someone like Grant Gilchrist, who has really obviously is seen as a leader mm. within Edinburgh and previously within the Scotland setup, and it's kind of a slightly kind of well actually he's, pro- he's probably about the same age as Ramble but it's slightly older head but no I completely agree I think if there's one guy this year who probably has really taken that step up and has stood out in almost every every game yeah absolutely I think uh, it'd be good to see and and I think already he sort of comes across quite well in interviews. Yeah, and I think if you look at the, the names in that forward pack, he is going to be one of the more senior sort of heads. Mm-hmm. Certainly yeah. under Townsend, there's a lot of youngsters coming through that are only going to have a handful of caps um, when they when they play in the summer. So I think Rambo actually is the, the, the correct choice if you want to have someone in the pack. There. Yeah, Still definitely. a relatively strong pack, even with some of the people that they've left behind. Mm. Obviously, Richie Gray still getting chucked in. And that front row, you can straight away have sort of Bergen, McAnally, Dell. Gives you a real good... Which really... Uh, Dell looked pretty decent when he came on from uh, mm. yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Edinburgh yeah. Dell and Nell both came on. And Made a yeah. massive impact. Really strong in the scrum. And and even some of the, like, someone like Xander Ferguson, who you might have said was a bit green like a year or two ago. Yes. Has got... A Decent experience, so you put him on the bench. You're not too worried about start, bringing him start on. Start Bergen ahead of um, Ferguson at the moment? I think so. I, I hope that, wider point of the tour, that they, they do you know, treat it as a development tour, but still play their best 15, because there's still matches that you need to win. And yeah, sending definitely. like a slightly weaker squad to particularly Argentina, is it, it, particularly with the Jaguar, Jaguar is doing well at the moment. 
you know, it's no place to be blooding green green players. No, but I mean, Canada are terrible. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, the last time we played, we almost <laughs> lost to them, and it was a pretty dodgy red card that swung us the game. So I think I think we'll see a Scotland squad that are really going out there to to try and win all three. I think these youngsters are playing yes for this their their position on this tour, but every game now has got to be seen through the lens of Japan 2019. Mm. Yes. Every opportunity in front of Gregor Townsend is about World Cup selection. So if you look at players, you know, like youngsters like Murray McCallum or guys coming in, um, George Horn, George Horn, and even to a certain extent, um, James Lang. Like these guys coming in, like James Lang's made a, made a decision to come over at this stage. That's interesting. That is I'm, I'm sure that Wales were knocking on his yeah. door, and maybe even England as well. You would have thought about it, and now he's going to be. If he gets blooded, right, England need players. There, if he gets, at the you'd probably back him if him and Hastings are your number one and two te- actual tens on this tour. Lang's mm. gonna, he's gonna get a Scotland cap this summer. Yeah, should we should we talk about the the Lions that have been, or the players that have been rested? Yeah, not just the Lions, and who's gonna fill in their space? So, Johnny Gray, who do you think is gonna take take that? Is that gonna be Carmichael, Richie Gray coming oh. back in? As in, I mean, starting, starting, yeah. Well, Richie Gray coming straight back R- from. Yeah, Rich Gray, Grant Gilchrist. I was actually having a wee look. Rich Gray's been starting for Toulouse. Toulouse, do you think? He's got a chance to... He fell a little bit from grace in the Six Nations. Not yeah. not massively, but I think so Gilchrist, though, well. Gilchrist stepped up massively in the Six Nations. Yeah. yeah. And I think Toulouse yeah. took a little bit of a step No, back. I think Gilchrist is definitely the one And to I think you probably want... I think your aim is probably to have Richie Gray either starting or on the bench of your top Scotland 23 when we come to that first game in Japan. Tim Swinson keeps hanging on. I don't quite yeah. quite get it. Offer something a little bit different, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and then I feel like it's a big tour for Richie Gray. Yeah. He's yeah, kind yeah. of missed out on the Six Nations, kind of being out in Toulouse. You just sort of naturally kind of slip away from the conversation in Toulouse have been in the Challenge Cup this year as well. They're not even yeah. playing Champions Cup rugby. Yeah, yeah. And then what what do you think about obviously Finn Russell being rested? That's an interesting one, I think, because as I think the press release said that Hastings and Lang are the tens. They're the tens. So I think first game unless Lang's absolutely killing it, you've probably got to give that jersey to Hastings. I think but do you Pete not think Horn Pete Horn's gonna be the one to start that? You think? I think that's I think Who that's Who are they playing really first? Canada. I think in all three games it's it's risky to play Adam Hastings or James Lang, who both of them, it's their first season in professional rugby, really. Yeah. And I both think, of them have been... But f- fine. Devil's advocate, though, is this not the absolutely perfect time to, to blood them, though? There is no way that Adam Hastings or James Lang are going to be starting ahead of Pete Horn at 10 no. in the World Cup. I don't think it's the right time. I think they've, they're still really young. They've got plenty of time to develop. Bring them, put them on the bench, bring, bring them yeah. on. I feel like you give Hastings um, and Lang both a bench spot for the Canada and the US. Yeah, and yeah. And then have one of them on the bench for the Argentine. Mm. Alan, since you have still not paid me for Edinburgh beating Glasgow, <laughs> how about we double, double down that Adam Hastings will start the first summer tour game at 10? Double down. Double or nothing? Ooh, I like I mean, that. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm taking <laughs> it. We're shaking on that. I'm loving that. I, um, think ba- I think they'll back him. Interesting. And then I suppose the other one is Seymour being rested. I think wing is probably but our weakest position. I was just thinking that that uh, presumably ta- is Taylor being taken as a wing. 
Well, it feels like Lee Jones and Brian McGuigan are the only two real wingers. Yeah. And then Chris Harris and Duncan Taylor are centres who are able to play wing. And Blair Kinghorn, I suppose. Yes. If they do decide to start Hogg, maybe against Argentina. Yeah. Start Hogg and have Kinghorn on one wing. Yeah. That's fair. So what would be your starting 15 for that first game? Or what is the best 15 that you can make out of that squad? Front row? I think what we said. Bergen, Rambo, and Dell. Dell. Full, full Edinburgh front three. Yeah, probably. Lovely to see. In the, in the boiler room? Gilchrist and Gray. It depends how fit Gray is. If not, then Gilchrist and Tullis I'll be pretty happy with. Yeah, I agree with that. And then you look at the huge amounts of quality there is um, on the... There's quite a lot of quality in the back row. There isn't that much quality in the back row. Yeah, I started <laughs> saying it. I started saying it, then I revised it down. It's super fresh without Barkley, Watson, fresh, or Wilson. So what you... <laughs> Essentially, you're starting three. Luke Hamilton, Denton, and Fagerson? I play Denton. I think you need more of a kind of a Jamie Ritchie type... I think Richie will get the spot ahead of Matt Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, probably just about. And then you're going to have, yeah, possibly Luke Hamilton. Maybe Bradbury, if you wanted another sort of carrying option. You've got to be worried about... That's uh, yeah, not that great. You've got to be worried about that back row, especially against Argentina. Yeah. Just yeah. real big, powerful oh, yeah. ball carriers. Yeah. I think the way Bradbury's been playing the back end of this season, he's got to be a shoe-in starter. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think so. Um yeah, may, maybe Luke Hamilton if you just want a, a dog who's going to hit rocks. Yeah. I don't know, and do the sort of non-flashy stuff. Um, Interesting to see. Behind the scrum, we're going to give uh, George Horn start at nine. Horn Brothers, nine, ten. Horn Brothers at nine and ten. Yeah. Apart yeah, from I'd that time when that. Hastings starts. Yeah, I wouldn't, mind seeing, I wouldn't mind seeing Ali Price get a bit of game time and let him, I don't know, rediscover a bit of form because he, he just seems to have gone so far down the pecking order and... Yeah. Last year he was playing so well. I mean, are we really? Actu- I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Are we really advocating that George Horn starts ahead of Ali Price for Scotland? I am. For that first game on form, George Horn is someone who I think I, uh, your point about Hastings, I think, is probably more valid for someone like Horn, with the potential where you might not start him against Argentina, but he it feels like he definitely has to get a start. On yeah, the yeah. Um, centers are relatively weak. Well, strength. You, you could you could play Dunbar and Taylor. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Dunbar and Taylor's class. It'd just be interesting to see how Taylor is. It'd be it's probably good for him that he's kind of got a bit of a Saracens running. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to get a bit more game time before mm. the season because he's literally not played at all. He's barely this played. Whole year. And if if not, then you, I, I presume Dunbar is going to be your your stuck on twelve. You still got Nick Gregg at thirteen yes. as well. Chris Harris, mate. <sighs> <laughs> Somehow still in the squad. Mate, he's still getting game time for the next three weeks. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. And I, I kind of had forgotten that he was still he was starting in the yeah. match against Leicester and Newcastle yeah. one to get into the top four. So he's gone. He's gone like. back after some patchy international appearances yeah. and you know helped helped um, um, Newcastle right to the, the the playoffs of the Premiership. And so then back back three. You're, I mean, you're obviously you'd be hog starting if you're if he was definitely selected. And I can't see him playing either of the Canada well, or the... Yeah. Um, so let's maybe go to the Argentina game. Have they indicated what games he's rested for? Or have they just said know. he's not doing the full I tour? I think you're most likely to see Kinghorn, McGuigan and Lee Jones. Yep. 
And then, it, and if Hogg plays, then you probably put and Kinghorn and McGuigan or McGuigan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wings. Yeah, which is that's pretty good. Which is pretty decent. It's pretty good for a, for a development squad with a an absolute shed load of people not available due to injury or being rested. Yeah. I think it's actually a pretty decent uh, decent squad and sort of yeah. proves the point that Scotland are beginning to have a little bit more of that sort of strength and depth. Yeah, was John Hardy left out for injury? Injury, yeah. Injury, was he? Yeah. Okay. He would have been a good guy to take, I think. Bit of yeah. experience, bit of dog. He would have been really good. Yeah. I hope it, he gets a bit more game time in the Autumn Internationals because I feel like he's still got a part to play for... We don't know where he's going yet, do we? No, him and Luke Hamilton. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Both neither have been sure announced. where they're going to go. Both, mm. I think, could do a very good job at Glasgow if they were so inclined. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah those, those who were unavailable through injury at the bottom of the press release were Edinburgh's Luke Crosby, young lad... Yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. to see that he's been good season. Included, two good seasons included for selection John Hardy back Hugh Jones wrist surgery is scheduled Willem Nell a knee assessment stroke rehabilitation and Hamish Watson's shoulder Nell's, so in, Nell's in rehab Nell's in rehab he's really fallen <laughs> off the wagon <laughs> poor lad um, there we go so we will see um, how we get on there and we will be back next week to preview Glasgow's semi final. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. How exciting is that? <laughs> Didn't talk about the Scarlets game. They looked good. Yeah. The Cheetahs are quite bad, though. They're not that bad. They're okay. And I just can't see a semi final being that kind of game. Although Scarlets won the their two knockout games last yeah. year. Really high yeah. Really high scoring affairs. Much prefer to play Munster than Scarlets. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Friday yeah. Night Lights at Scotsland, though, that is going to be an absolute That'd banger. Be good. That'll be good. Okay, let's wrap it up there. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Um, chat to us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. Um, join us on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. Please send us an email, the <laughs> Thistle Rugby at gmail.com and get onto iTunes and leave us a review. And we will be back next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.